Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Yarn Spinners, and we are back for another episode. Are we not, yes, we are. Tommy? We we certainly are, Dimitri. We are back with audible gold for our listener. Good, 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 good. <laughs> so, what's on the what's on the agenda? Oh, mate, loads, loads of loads of good, good fun. Uh, as always, we'll we'll be discussing. Sort of the latest uh, things that have gone on in the world, what we think of them and how we think about them. Um, yeah. uh, a, a lot of it, a lot of them are actually still going on. Preview, Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, how how was your week before we start? It was good, busy, but productive. Um, working quite far away at the moment, so it's good to get as much done as we can as quickly as we can and move on. Uh, to the next one, so yeah, productive. You busy traveling much? Interesting. Next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. So, <laughs> obviously, as you may have found out by his by the tone of his voice and the sharpness of his speech, Tom has got to go somewhere. So, I need to make this brief. Um, yeah. So, Tommy, what's what's the f- <laughs> what's the first thing that you want to? We've got four or five things on the docket. What's the first thing that you want to talk about? I want to talk about because the, the one that intrigues me the most um, is so I don't know if you, the listener, not you, Dimitri, have seen it, but there was a woman reported in a um, a home for the disabled. Um, she was in a vegetative state, and she gave birth, um, and the workers were not even aware that she was pregnant, and she gave birth, and the director quit over it. So all rather suspicious, but I just found it stupefying. Yeah. So this is this is part of our sort of if we have a new section called weekly roundup, right? Where we discuss things that we found interesting. So this one is uh, is a disturbing one for two reasons. It happened in a medical building. Yeah. Uh, and the second one is that she was in a vegetative state. Yeah. Do we know if she was conscious or do, or was she not conscious? So all that I've seen, and I'm looking at the article now, sure. is um, they heard her moaning. Well prepared. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, they heard, they heard her moaning. The actual um, state of the lady in question, I, it, it doesn't really go into detail, so I'm guessing that there's sort of privacy... Yeah, um, you know things. There. And we're not reporters. You know, we're podcasters. Sure, we're sure, not, sure. We don't work for a news agency. We're self-employed. Yeah, so this is free. So visit um, Patreon. What? <laughs> yeah, we'll soon be opening Patreon site. Yeah, exciting. But um, I mean, the so one of the headlines here is the New York Times reports that fresh allegations of abuse have emerged including inadequate privacy for patients while they were naked or being showered. So basically, mm. it's quite a shady news story, really. I don't think it was actually given enough coverage. Um, you know, so first of all, let's, let's, let's lay down some facts. This has happened in the US? Yes. And the woman was in, in Arizona. Ve- in, in Arizona, and the woman was in a vegetative state, and yes. it was done in a, in, in a medical institution. Yes. Now, obviously, there are uh, a vegetative state doesn't necessarily mean that she was unconscious, so we don't know that. But yeah. if we assume she was conscious, it's even more horrifying. 
Yes. Pretty much what you can envision it as for our, some of our listeners is you can liken it to one of the opening scenes of Kill Bill. Um, have you seen Kill Bill? You know. Yeah, but I don't remember this. Oh, she's when she's in, in the, the hospital, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, you know, people are paying money to come in and have sex with people in, in vegetative states. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is life imitating art in a way. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the police have launched a sexual assault investigation. So, right. you know, because obviously she's not exactly getting up at, at night and going, playing around the town, is she? She's in a vegetative state. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, it, it's, it's a sickening one because you, well, the woman's family would have put her in that medical facility yeah. for her to be looked after. Yes. Um, Probably paying money for it. Exactly. Well, almost likely if it's in the States. Yeah. Um, and also the, the, the main thing is that she, because she's unable to move or to speak, I would have thought, Yeah. Um, she is not able to actually identify or maybe even call out what I assume was rape. Um, I mean, yeah, and there's, there's other things as well, like, you know, who are the medical staff that are working in this facility, how they're not able to, you know, you don't have to be ambulatory to be recognised as pregnant. She's missed periods. Her belly is growing. Do you know what I mean? She's going through changes, surely. You know, even though you, you might not see typical physical changes, you're still going to know that someone's pregnant, surely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, the... Unfortunately, this isn't new. We've had um, abuse in medical facilities in the UK with the elderly. Um, yeah. This was particularly huge last year, or year before that. Yeah. Um, where they actually did a undercover sting and they filmed a lot of nurses, uh, predominantly nurses actually, female nurses actually, um, beating elderly people up who are... Wow. Not very well. Uh, a lot of them have got dementia or uh, other um, psychological issues, uh, mental issues. Um, a lot of them have, have had Alzheimer's as well, which is which is horrible. You, the last thing you want to do as a as a child is put your parent in a facility which is supposed to take care of them and protect them, and actually they the facility ends up abusing them. Um, yeah. There were, you know, in in the UK there was uh, the incidents I'm talking about. They were leaving, so the, for example, they were they were physically abusing them, so they were slapping them. Um, wow. They were leaving them in their own excrement and really? urine for a long time, yeah. to the point that they had to sort of, and these are very frail elderly people, so they they had yeah. to call out and with poor immune system. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, massively, massively. Possibly dementia and yeah. Yeah, and I think that I think horrifying. that facility shut down. I'm not surprised. Which is, it's which dreadful. Yeah, it's I, I would, yeah, it's heartbreaking. But it, but it's going to get more of an issue because obviously we have. This is the opinion piece of our podcast <laughs> of this story uh, because because the 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 number of of elderly people will increase as as population grows. Yeah, and as we get better at preventing diseases and extending life. Um, expectations, life expectancy, not life expectations. Um, it's going to be m more of an issue. So, the, I suppose 
the question is how do you prevent that can you prevent it i i think you can but you know there's got to be a better governing body for it isn't there it's got to be regulated like the nhs is um you know you have private companies and i think that they should they should answer to or be made to go under more rigorous tests i mean i don't know all the answers but there's there's got to be more to it than than what there is um there should be some sort of entitlement to it as well you know you pay taxes for all your life and then you have to pay to be put into a nursing home when we should treasure and relish the the older generation yeah i mean i suppose it's it's more what what you're talking about um exists in the uk because we have a national health service where it exists to a certain extent yeah so the, you can get the basics but if you want the best care so if you want your your parents or your parents to be well fed well looked after primarily you would go private to to towards a private carer yeah and that can be very expensive i'm working on some developments with my work where they charge so um it's a facility for the elderly and they charge somewhere in the region of five thousand pounds a month wow that's a lot of money that's a lot of money um and what what is that covering exactly so that covers care 24 7 yeah. care yeah. 365 uh they have their own bed they they are fed um there are activities um in, in-house activities they've got a um visiting um areas cinema so that you know um, the ones that i'm talking about are primarily quite high end right but this is where it's going because like with parents and children, you're not going to send your child to a bad school or a bad uh, primary school or bad kindergarten. You're going to send it to the best that you can afford. Yeah. And it's equally for kids who love and respect their parents. They'll want to send them to the best that they can afford. Yeah. Um, and if they can afford these kind of facilities, you would have hope. You would hope that um, this type of fuckery doesn't go on. But what do you? What would you propose for people who don't have children? Well, this is this is a very good point. Um, f- even for the younger generation that is listening to us via this podcast, I would say you you got to start putting money aside. Clearly, a, a state pension isn't enough. Sufficient, no. Because it only gives you, you know, even at the best of times, it will only give you, let's say, maximum £1,000 a month. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I would say there there are plenty of of uh, private um, uh, pension funds and and saving funds which you can put your money into because you know you, you need to start thinking about not only your family but it, it, for the people that don't have a family if if you start putting money away now you're in a much better position to look after, to, to get the, the care that you need and you want in later yeah. life. Yeah, there's just a lot of grey areas, isn't there? There's a lot huge, of grey areas. Because you have people who have, you know, people who put their parents into nursing homes and then sell their houses and basically basically fast-track their inheritance sort of thing. Yeah, um, I mean, people need to... You know, it, it's 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 a difficult situation because obviously not everyone loves their parents. 
Yeah. Some people, like you say, are consumed by greed to the point that they would ignore them. Yeah. So it's kind of, it becomes, it's a tricky subject, but I would say start saving up now. And it's, it's, yeah. it's difficult because the cost of care will always go up. Yeah. Because the demand will always go up. Of course. And... Business is business. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, that's that's the case. Uh, can yeah. can our NHS, can our healthcare system support even partly? So if they pay 50% of the fees, can they support it? Probably not. Yeah. Because uh, I would have thought that the population pyramid will be turned upside down where we have a lot of... A lot of... Um, Elderly people compared comparatively to to the younger generations. Yeah. Um, I wonder how they do it in Scandinavian countries. I wonder whether they whether they because they have a much better social um, social care system. Do they actually does the state provide them with the highest quality of service of of care? Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to look into. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I would have thought they do. Possibly. But then, you know, you're talking about a country that has a smaller population than us. Yes. So yeah. there are lots of different things to take into account. Um, you know, there's. I don't, I don't think that there's going to be a universal solution to everything. Um, but, you know, hopefully someone listening may may find a way. Well, the, j- just, just looking at the Swedish... Um, government website and they say that um, of Sweden's 10 million inhabitants 10 million? yeah 20% have passed the standard retirement age of 65 and the number is projected to rise to 23% this is just Sweden by 2040 Um, their life expectancy in Sweden is among the highest in the world 81 for men and 84 years for women 5.2% 5.2% of that population are aged 80. So if we take that 10 million, that's what, 50,000? Something like that, yeah. Um, which is slightly more than, no, yes. Uh, no, half a million, which is slightly more than the average, EU average of 5.1%. So half a million people are aged 80 and over. Uh, and most elderly care is funded by municipal taxes and government grants. The total cost of elderly care in Sweden was about 109.2 Swedish krona, um, which is, let me see, let me see. The krona is stronger than the pound, isn't it? Uh, I don't think it is, actually. I don't think it is. What am I thinking in Norway? 109 billion Swedish krona in GBP. Uh, That's about... I don't know. It's a lot. Well, yeah, it is a lot. But you know, it's going to uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things develop by the time that we're pensioners, because hopefully this podcast is going to pay for our retirement fund. Yeah, well, I doubt it. So it's about nine billion pounds, or about. Twelve billion dollars. Okay. So they spend a lot. Yeah, that's that is a lot. But you know, you have to scale that down, or you know, to reverse it, scale it up, because the US is fucking much bigger than Sweden. Yes. 
and we have a population. Would you say the population in Sweden was 10 million? 10 million. So here and it's about have, 65, 70. Yeah, so we have six Ameri- and a half times. I think America's about 250, 270. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's massive. It's massive amount. So you can't, you can't use the same model. You can't expect the same sort of money because otherwise the government would just bankrupt itself. Well, no, but you can look at things like percentages. Um, you can look at the number of uh, the, the the percentage the average earning per person you could look at how many people what percentage of the population is actually working so in work yeah. which which speaking provides taxes of, um, and all that speaking of working and earning and speaking of retirement in general I just want to link on to something that's happened this week for non-sports buffs um, Andy Murray has tearfully announced his uh should I call it resignation? You can't really resign from retiring, can you? Forced yeah, retirement, retirement, they call it. Yeah, it's not really retiring, though, is it? Because he plays a sport. He he literally plays for a living. Well, yeah, but it, but it, it is called forced retirement in sports. Sure, but what I'm that's not what I'm getting onto. What I'm getting onto is um, the fact that he cried about it. Well, I think for him, because he's fairly young, he's only in his thirties, early thirties. He's retiring in his thirties. Yeah, but is it's my point forced? And also, you got to think about forced. the fact that you got to think about that he's only thirty. He's played tennis all his life, oh. so he probably didn't go to university. What can he do? Uh, punditry, right? Coaching, right? Or just live off of his royalties? But at the same time, he, what he wants to do is play. Okay, it's the same as when. But what I'm saying is that is not something to cry about. Well, John Terry don't cried. Be, don't be crying. Yeah, don't cry about it. You're a fucking multi-millionaire who's played football for all of his life. Yeah, but it's it's it's. I do sympathise with them because I don't sympathise. They've lived a life that the rest of us can only dream of being a, an elite sportsman or woman. I, I thought about it and I thought, fuck off, mate. How many people do you see retiring at seventy on a building site crying? You know what I mean? Oh, I'm never going to pick the trowel up again. I'll never throw on another mix. I'll never lay another block. Depends, depends if they love it. Depends if they love it. Yeah, it's doubtful though, isn't it? If they're they not lo- crying, they can't wait because their fucking knees are given out with fucking arthritis. Yeah, but if they love it, then they would cry. Right. And if they're forced... <laughs> they cry in pain. And if they're forced to retire. Bullshit, mate. You know it's bullshit. Yeah, well... It's yeah. utter bullshit. It's he- not even retiring. He's never even fucking worked a day in his life. Well, some would say that what he does is work. Yeah, some would say it, and what some those people who would say it are other fucking sportsmen and women. <laughs> I, I'm not being ignorant to the fact that they're elite sportsmen and women, and it's not, it's difficult to keep to that level and that standard. But I would rather train every day, and 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 do the arduous training than lift blocks up and down all day and all night. Would you? Yeah. Of course I would. I'd love to be that fit and healthy and, and have um, professional people sorting my diet out um, and just generally looking after me. It's it's, it's a standard thing. So, um, you know, it's a, they've got good lives. People are looking after them and they have account managers who are sorting out their pensions and, and people will be knocking on his door to be his... Um, 
to be his like spokesperson or manager or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. He'd probably he'd probably have Andy Murray Tennis twenty twenty or something fucking coming out on Xbox soon. No, I think I think I, I can sympathise with the fact that his career is cut short because of injuries. So what he's thinking about is he can't make as much of an impact. It actually shows me that he's in it not for the money, but for the for the competitive nature of sports. As most sportsmen are and women. Well the majority of the majority of them are, but it's really frustrating. Look, I'm a sports fan, I'm a massive sports fan, and you, you know that I am. Well you're massive, that yeah. That doesn't cheers. That doesn't really um that doesn't really offset the fact that I think that they get paid too much um, and they're too influential for what they are. But what's what's paid too much? What do you mean? Because they're paid well, proportionally what they bring to their sponsors. Not, I don't think they're paid proportionally in terms of society. But that's not, that, that's not what you get in a capitalist society. Yeah, but that doesn't make it not fair, does it? Well, of course it's fair. No, it's if not fair. How's it? How's it fair? People well, okay, who I'll, people I'll, have much more stressful careers. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you an example. And, it, and this is the, this is the same example that uh, I quite like to use. Female and male, female versus male sports. Let's sure. uh, let's take football. No, let let's take for our American listeners. Let's take the NBA and the WNBA. Yeah. Why is the NBA more successful commercially than the WNBA? Because of the number of fans it draws, which means the advertisers can spend more money um, because more people buy their products as a result. So the reason why, for example, Federer is probably paid more by Nike than, let's say, Serena Serena Williams. Williams. Is because he's probably got more followers and probably he sells more tennis rackets and shirts and shoes than anyone else. So they're going to pay him more. If you extend that to a nurse, I agree with you that someone like a teacher or a doctor or a nurse are probably more useful to a society in terms of utility. But in terms of commerciality, because we live in a capitalist state, it, you know, it, it's, all, it's all about how much money you bring to them. So if there was a superstar nurse who had a load of followers, and if she said, buy this yogurt, more people would buy it, she would get sponsored, and she, sure. would, she would be earning millions. That's fine. And, you know, but exactly, that, exactly. No, no, but I, I, what I'm saying is fine is that I understand your, your example. What isn't fine is that isn't necessarily how society has to work just because we're a capitalist state. Well, how would you do it, you commie? I'd, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that I don't, I'm not saying that wealth needs to be evenly distributed no matter what um, what I'm saying is that there needs to perhaps be rewarding in different ways so does it make sense to because we, we spoke about this a little bit with science didn't we mm, um, mm. should scientists pay tax and all this, that, and the other, compared to religions. Um, but, you know, you, you could extrapolate that into people in the services. Does it make sense for nurses and firemen to be paying services tax? Because essentially they're just been paying their own wage. Um, True. There, there, should be, there should be perks and breaks and 
things that they're entitled to, not to give them millions. I'm not saying that nurses should be on millions and millions, but they should certainly be on better, perhaps better bonus schemes or you know better tax breaks. Some something has to give because yeah. otherwise they're they're pumping their whole lives and their whole education um, into a service that really is not paying them back. But can't function without them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. I, know, I mean, my um, a, f- a friend of mine was a nurse mm-hmm. uh, in a children's hospital, a very well-known London children's hospital. Sure. Won't mention it, though. Great Ormond Street. And sure, what? sure. Well, <laughs> shout out to the Great Ormond Street, because they do some yeah. amazing stuff. So, they do incredible stuff. Um, sponsor us. Yeah, well, I, th- I think we'll sponsor them, if anything. For sure, free. Sure. Um, uh, and, and she was saying that you know, her salary was, it, it was fine. It wasn't anything to shout about. But the issue is the amounts of horror that she has seen, you know, with, with kids dying early or with kids born with hearts outside of their bodies or mm-hmm. bowels outside of their bodies and the distress that she's under to make sure that the kids, and these are, you know, newborns being born. So very delicate and and she probably... You know, she would come back from work crying sometimes, just because yeah. it's it's just it's overwhelming. And yeah. she quit nursing because and went commercial. So she's now an advi I think she's an advisory nurse or an advisor to nurses about care. Because um it it was too stressful. The 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 payoff for what she was doing was too little. Yeah, because she you know, a lot of nurses and a lot of people in the medical profession get PTSD. Of course they do. It's very stressful what they go through. Very stressful, and I can't imagine that someone who especially works with children, because for for what it, because because they're helpless, etc. It's 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 more impactful. And um, and yeah, and you know, and you and you have a lot of people who. You know, there's a huge shortage of nurses in the in the UK, and the NHS is the biggest employer of people, mm-hmm. um, with with millions of people working for them. And the issue is that a lot of domestic, I mean, sort of UK-born and based people, aren't going into nursing because it's too stressful and they don't get paid enough. So we mm-hmm. have to rely on foreign nurses. <coughs> Brexit and. Um, <laughs> To, to, to prop up our, although a lot of the nurses come from the Far East, but, you know, it, 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 becomes, it becomes an issue when, as you rightly said, when people that benefit our society more than they take from it yeah. are paid too little. It's, um, it's horrible. I can't, I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to do it, that's for sure. No, no, I couldn't, I couldn't. Interestingly, you've you've hit onto another topic that we want to talk about, which is uh, Brexit. Yeah. Um, so some a, some interesting twists and turns. If there was ever a colossal mistake, Brexit would be it. Um, for me, it's getting to a point now where they're being cornered. The issue is this, 
we had a person that didn't believe in Brexit call for mm -hmm. a Brexit vote. Yeah. David Cameron. Mm -hmm. He then left, rightly or wrongly, wrongly, because he didn't believe that uh, a person that doesn't want to leave the EU should lead the government. I sort of sure. understand that logic. Yeah, sensible. But you then have a, a, our prime minister, current prime minister negotiating the terms of, of the exit with who, who also doesn't believe in Brexit. Yeah. So, on all accounts, of course, her deal is going to be more favourable to the EU than not. Of course. If you don't believe in something, you're not going to negotiate because you don't really understand what, what you're negotiating. No. The other issue that I have with it is that if you're on the, on the remain side, there's only one option. You just remain as it is. Yeah. If you're on the leave side, you're, 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 you're voting for different things and different ways of leaving. Some people mm. want to just leave. Yeah, some people want a hard, hard Brexit, don't they? Just exactly. gone. Exactly. Some, exactly. Some people want, we want to stay within the single market, but we don't want to be controlled by the EU parliament. Some people want to be more, they don't want to be in the single market. So, you know, there, there's loads of variations of leave, but there's only one variation of remain. So when people say, oh yeah, but 49% of people voted to, uh, or what is it, 51% of people voted to leave, yes, mm -hmm. but they, what they voted for ultimately is to leave, but the way that they get to leave and on the terms they want to leave on are very different. Yeah. I, do you think we should have a second referendum? Well, in my previous opinion, which when, when you asked me last time, I said yes, and I stand by it. Why? Um, because I think a lot of people realised that we were lied to, um, things were manipulated in favour of Brexiteers, and it was just a bit misleading. The, you know, people were led down the merry path, especially with the um, NHS angle. You know, three hundred and fifty million extra a week, and all this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, so, I think I think just on, on the grounds of it was misleadingly put towards people, it it altered their vote. I think for a lot of people, you know, people who have family in the NHS or you know in care or working for them, you know, one way or the other. It's a really tight angle getting them mm. on the, the 350. You know, there was that fucking great big bus going around, wasn't there? 350 million extra a week. Sure, where is it? Oh, it's not happening. Why not? Oh, because it was a lie. Cheers then. You lied, so that makes our vote, you know, negligible. So say, say they have another referendum mm -hmm. and it's 51-49 but in favour of Remain. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Because nearly half the country still wants to leave. Right. Um, what are your options, really? I mean, as a democracy, you kind of have to go with the majority, but it's a very even split, isn't it? So. Yeah, this, this is the issue for me, that for the people that, for the Remainers that shouting that we need another referendum because the other one was too tight and not enough people voted. It's yeah. like, okay, so by that extent... What you're implying is that it should be a landslide for one way or the other. Well, no, no, no. But I think there's 
there's different ways to go about a vote. You can, if you want to vote, then um, maybe I don't know. Maybe in this this case, you should you should give a reason. What is your reason for wanting to leave the EU? And if enough of them tally up to be strong reasoning rather than oh I I don't like the European government telling me what side of the road to drive on or something stupid like that mm, mm. then you know that's 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 a negligible reason and you say mm, discounting that well yeah you're then going down a pathway which is quite dangerous and i'm not it, saying yeah, that, that you are it's, but it's all a dangerous pathway yes no i i agree with you i agree with you but the issue with democracy is that it, it it's not about getting the right answer it's about getting the answer of the majority yeah so if you suddenly have if you're not happy with the result, which 49% of the people aren't, do you then, you know, who do you discount? Like like you said, okay, so we could go down the road of discounting individuals with negligible reasons, but then to a person that's not, more it's concerned not, it's about... It's not necessarily that you discount them. What you could say is, um, so if you have your poll, you, you, you could have two polls... Oh, so your first, Polish your first, people. Sure. Um, I know loads of polls. Um, so you could, ha you could have two votes. So number one, do you want to leave, yes or no, and give your uh, question, as in why? And then you, you could then put it to another vote and you could show the nation's reasoning for wanting to leave. So, for example, if someone was wanting to leave on a really valid point, um, but um, if they if they want to leave on a valid point, but they can see that loads of people are wanting to leave for really stupid reasons, then they they might want to change their vote because they they realise that they're doing something wrong. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. No, yeah, no, no. I I I, th I think because it's such a such a difficult subject. It's going to be very difficult to actually come to a conclusion which everyone, yeah. who everyone agree, where everyone agrees with. Yeah. Um, it, it it's a really difficult one because there's never going to be the country is so divided on this issue. There's never going to be a landslide victory either way. Yeah, I would like to see what the division still is. Well, I I, th I think it'll be pretty much the same. You reckon? I think it'll be pretty much the same, because I remember a lot of people voted to leave, even though they might have said they voted they voted to remain. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would have wanted to. I don't know. A, a lot of people are staunch Brexiteers, so they would want to just leave no matter what. Um, and a lot of people would be sort of, well, my, my, you know, my concern. And my annoyance is actually with the younger generation who could have voted that didn't. And there's been yeah. all sorts of polls and I don't know how, how much you trust those, but that said that actually the same number of young people would, would turn out. So the number of people that would vote, that could potentially vote to remain, would actually not change that much. Yeah. True. I just think it's a melting pot. Um, what do you think? Should there be another vote? I don't think there should. No? Uh, because 
because you're not going to get a landslide victory, whichever way you push, it's going to be very tight. And people on either side of the camp will be very annoyed. Yeah. So what do you do then? Do, do you do it and up until 60% of the people voted? What I think they should have said is actually, yes, okay, fine, but um, it has to be for us to take a, a decision, for, for, the, for the referendum to have any effect, it would need to be 60% or over. Yeah. If, if it's below 60%, then the parliament will make their decision. That's a fair shout. I think you said this last time, actually, didn't you? You said this on our last show, and yeah, I agree. Because I think it's it, otherwise it will just never get resolved. And it also, you know, we've we've elected people to go into the parliament to represent our views. If if we wanted to, to take a referendum every on every decision, what's the point of electing those officials? Yeah, those ministers. I agree. I agree entirely. Um, you know, they're there. We've represented them. Um, you know, we put them there to be our voice. And it would be kind of hypocritical of us to to take it away if we don't agree. Well, exactly. They're elected officials. The, the the other thing, and and this is not, I'm not calling any anyone who voted for Brexit stupid, but a lot of people will say sweeping statements like, I, d- I don't like the fact that you know they impose all these laws on us, and then when you ask them what law, they can't really tell you. Yeah. So it's things like oh, all these financial laws. Yeah. Well, okay, so tell me what financial law has impacted you directly and why was it bad? Yeah. There are things that I do agree with, like the French shouldn't be able to come over with our, well, sorry, with their super um, trawlers and pillage our oceans. Yeah. So, but you know, there, there's, there's things that can be ironed out in negotiation rather than just saying... Exactly. Well, don't like it, so I'm going to leave. Yeah, that, that, that's my thing. That, that's, that's like leaving the... your job when he's saying, oh, we want you to wear pink T-shirts rather than green. Yeah. What? That's not happening. I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree with you. I think, I think a lot of the points that they have raised could have been negotiated out yeah. of the membership. They probably still can. I mean, you've got Matey Boy saying, if, if the vote doesn't go ahead next week, then... It's Juncker. Yeah, then we could still remain... Which is interesting. I don't know what you've thought about that. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the issue is they, they, they opened the Pandora's box and uh, with the vote and it's going to be very difficult for them to, to get out of it now. Very yeah. difficult to get out of it. I think if they remain, they're going to piss off half the country. I think if they leave, they're going to piss off half the country. So basically what you're saying is we need a good old civil war. No, I think I think what we need is actually a totalitarian, <laughs> you know, Putin-esque style. <laughs> I don't want to leave. That's it. Cheers. It's for the best Done. of the country. Next. <laughs> Sorry, dissent. Yeah, you're dead. So <laughs> I, I do. I do sometimes think that dem- although democracy is good, and don't get me wrong, I'm not pro totalitarianism. There needs to be. The collective mindset is never going to be necessarily the right mindset. Of course it's not. 
Too many cooks and all that. Exactly. And this is a perfect example where direct democracy is just, the country's too big for it. You know, if, if we look back to Greece, where the, the probably the last direct democracy that existed, yeah. and this is ancient Greece, yeah, yeah. there's only a select few number of people. So only, say, 30% of the population could actually vote on matters yeah. of government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is this, is this when they had 500 people who were essentially elected to government? Well, no, um, it was to qualify for a vote. You had to be a man. You had to be of a native you Greek. You had to be educated. That that was well. Purposeful. That is, I don't agree with the first two, obviously, because we there's not that many Greeks in England. Um, but um, you know, you, you'd I be think, surprised. <laughs> um, they're all in um, olive oil tasting shops. Um, Racist. I think. <laughs> um, I think it's a really good point about being educated, though. I'm not. I'm not trying to alienate people who aren't educated. No. I was actually having a debate with someone at work yesterday, so um, they like to dangle in my face that I have a degree. Right. Yeah, I'm not working in a graduate's job. Right. And my rebuttal, which is an honest rebuttal, is to say I didn't get a degree. To necessarily work my way up the ladder, I did my degree out of interests of my interests. Mm, mm. So I did it out of the pure joy of being able to study what I like. Although, and have a although, understanding. although if you were head of a company for um, a sustainable, eco-living, ocean-saving company, then I would be using my degree to its fullest. But you know, either way, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know. No, but I I know exactly uh, but, what you mean. But 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 my point my point to him was, you know, just because you have an education doesn't necessarily mean you have to go into a graduate's job. You can still have a degree and be a postman. You can be a milkman. You can be yeah. a builder. Yeah. And I said, wouldn't wouldn't that make for a nicer society? Yes. That would. everyone was educated to X level rather yeah. than leaving school at fifteen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, uh, lambasting I'm, yeah I'm not I'm not sort of discriminating against people who have left school my granddad was one of them left school at 14 yeah, but he set yeah. up his own business yeah um, oh, and rich. you know he was, he was sure um, you know I'm not you, know, you can't tar everyone with the same brush but no. being educated is not something to look upon uh, with scorn no. It's something which should be encouraged, no matter what walk of life you're in. Well, imagine there's nothing worse worse than ignorance. Absolutely, and, and imagine we live in a society now where education is laughed at. Yes, but th- this is That's what really pisses me off because you know I have a sister, and she readily mocks the fact that I have a science degree. Yeah. Oh, you're a geek. Oh, so, oh what's that you're ho- what's that you're holding there? <laughs> iPhone, is it? <laughs> Yeah, that was created by a bunch of knuckle draggers. <laughs> not, not that anyone who's not educated is a knuckle dragger. No, but oh, what's that? What's that you're hopping on? Oh, an aeroplane to go to Hawaii. Sure, that was that was created by pure chance. Fell out of the sky that did, not figuratively. I think literally. people. Uh, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all those uh, families that lost people in uh, in air accidents. <laughs> Of course. Um, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's such an ignorant view to have 
where you can readily hold technology in your palm and want to do the whole, oh, Netflix, let's watch that. Would you think it was a fucking idiot that developed that software program? Mm. Do you know or what the, I mean? Or the, the television. They're the people that you're scorning and taking the piss out of. Yeah. But you're quite happily on Facebook chatting about what you watched on Netflix last night whilst yeah. you were doing it through your internet-speaking smart TV, FaceTiming someone else on your fucking internet-connected smartphone. Do you know what I mean? That, that knows where you are to within five centimetres of your actual location. Why? Because there's fucking satellites circling the globe that you're on. Twat. <laughs> so you love your sisters then? Again. No, I just it's it's just my general thought for anyone who scorns intelligence. No, I agree. I if agree. you don't like it, dig a fucking hole because that's where your intellect belongs. Uh, it's 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 a good it's a good it's a good point. I I think the 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 issue of intelligence is an interesting one. And how do you who decides what a good level of intelligence is? To vote on matters such as Brexit, because yeah. do you have to have a knowledge of political um, science and, and philosophy to be able to an, an understanding of? Because you know, the, the the Brexit vote was not just about oh we want to leave because the EU Parliament is more sovereign than the local part than the UK Parliament. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of issues about sustainability, ecology, wildlife, economics. Yeah. transport, you know, everything. So to, although I agree with you that intelligence is important, how do we discern between intelligence and intellect? Well, suitable to vote on these subjects. I guess you don't really. You can't, can you? No, you can't, because it's discriminatory. But it would be funny. It would be interesting... So if you had, you know, my two my two vote idea. So you vote and then you say what level of education you have. <laughs> right. So you got you got a few choices. So you have left school at twelve, or um, GCSE, A level, or you know undergrad and postgrad. There's your options. It would be interesting to see which level of them was the highest um, count for 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 the vote. To to leave. Assuming it, you'd have to negate the people that would naturally lie yeah I only did GCSEs but actually I'm going to say I've got a postgrad yeah, people I like mean, that I mean it, yeah I, I, am, I am worried that intellect is being mocked intellect I, gets mocked far too readily yeah and, and I'm worried that things like reading a book is seen as a weakness or being a scientist is seen as a thankless stupid task or yeah. you know it, it's just it seems the wrong way around yeah, I mean, I've had I've had scorn from friends and family. What you do? What do you do when you're on holiday? I mostly just read books and lay down. Oh, reading a book, are you? What do you want to do that for? Pick one up and fucking try it. See what all the fuss is about. Don't judge, prick. Well, I mean, you could go to a local museum. Or... <laughs> I, I do that too. Not too many of them on the on beach holidays though. Well, yeah, especially in. Where are you going to? Santa Lucia. Santa Lucia. Yeah. yeah. So. so, rich. Yeah, ladies. He's still not <laughs> married. So, no, I mean, but this brings us, um, I mean, we've discussed the UK politics. This brings us nicely into U US politics. Okay. What are your thoughts on this Trump shutdown? It's been something like 23 days now. So nearly approaching so, a month. 
Yeah, and I saw people holding banners up saying 800,000 people not getting paid. Yeah, yeah. And this, that, Which and the is other. shocking. I think he is like a fucking child throwing his toys out the pram. Yes. My genuine opinion. Yeah. I, I can't have my wall. All right, then. Three quarters of a million people aren't getting paid. Brilliant. So just to explain why this is happening, what happens is the 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 US government has to increase the 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 borrowing budget in order to the allow bank. yeah the federal budget needs to increase in order to allow for Trump to spend on a wall now what this means is that they have reached or very close to reaching or all the allocation of money has been decided on and there's there's, there's no money left to build this wall and what normally happens is the government either shuts down until a decision is made, and this happened during Obama, uh, and yep. I'm sure this happened previously as well. Yeah. But previously, it's been quickly resolved. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think this is one of the longest times that this government's been shut down. I think it's knocking down. on the record. So it's it's it, it, and the issue is that it's not just the government administrators that are not being paid, or the um, the, the the senators. It's also anyone that's connected and employed by the government. So, yeah. um, I assume police. Um, I assume prison firefighters, prison services have stopped. Uh, courts have stopped. Yeah. Um, a lot. A lot FBI? of FBI. Ooh. Pro- or do they operate pro- outside of the government? No, they probably have allocated budgets. Right. What about NASA them. then? They they probably haven't. They have an allocated budget. So they they can still the post the post postal system. I think that's that's ground to a halt. Wow, I, do, I really don't understand the logic in this government setup. No, in, in terms of well, oh, it, we, we haven't reached a decision for one thing. Let's close the government down then. Well, it's it's the design of it is noble, and like most systems, the design of the the process is actually not a bad idea. It's the people that mess it up. Yeah. The whole point of, the, of of debating whether to raise the ceiling, the debt ceiling, is to question whether actually this marginal issue is important enough to allow yeah. for more borrowing. And what yeah. this saves is the government having to borrow its way too much. Well, I mean, if you're a businessman um, and someone came to you and said, got a, got a brilliant idea, go on. Let's build a wall. How big is this wall? Fucking massive. Right? Whole of the Mexican border. Okay. How much is it going to cost? Eight billion. Right? How am I getting that money back? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> what do you mean back? Why would you need it back? Oh, so you want me to just spend eight billion and never see it again? No, you think like a capitalist. Keep them out, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Um, <laughs> the, the issue, the issue that you raise, which is a very good issue, is that actually, how is it being paid? Because Trump repeatedly said that Mexico will pay for it. Yeah. Now, the thing that I agree with him on is actually there is more than one way to skin a cat. So. Although it sounded like, and this is where I suppose leading someone to water and then having them drink poison is, yeah. is the same thing. 
what he did is he said, Mexico's going to pay for it. He didn't say how. And what happened is that Mexico, Canada, and America have signed a new trade agreement whereby, according to Trump, Mexico will have to contribute more and America will have to contribute less, etc., etc. So actually, that money will come through through normal trading with Mexico. Right. Fine. But when does that money land? When do they yeah. get that nine billion? This is this is what you're asking. So when when do we get that nine billion? Okay, so you say that you've signed a deal which will promise us that we're gonna save a shitload of money and we're actually gonna get money back and it's gonna be hundreds of billions. That's fine to say that in in, in, in rhetoric, but yeah. we need to see well, the hard numbers. When it comes to physical, yeah. Because that, well, that nine billion- What are we billion, talking about here, over, over a thousand years or over 10? Exactly, because that nine billion will be spent today. Yes, it will be gone. Whereas that nine billion from Mexico might not reach us until 2040, 2030. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. It's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting point from a commercial point of view, and the fact that Trump is uh, shows shows how good Trump is as a businessman, I suppose. Um, how many how many failed businesses has he had? Ah, oh, too many, too many. I mean, the guy's <laughs> the guy's still a billionaire, but you know, somehow. I, I think. Just, 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 um, just, just for a quick bit of comparison. Sure. How many failed businesses has Elon Musk had? Well, it depends how you count Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just for comparison, though. Um, I, how I many... would say, I would say, better a better one would be how many businesses, how many times have Elon Musk gone bankrupt, and I'm not sure it's eight or twelve times, whatever the number is for Trump. Okay. If, if you look but, at, if you look at, because you know, not every idea is going to be a great one. Of course. Um, but the man sold fucking flamethrowers, mate. Well. And he made it work. True. So let's just elect him president. That's done. Mm, Next. Yeah. Gavel. He's 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 a strange one. But yeah, so I, I kind of I I really feel for the people for the eight hundred thousand that are not being paid. I of think it's you do. It, the worst thing that could have happened is it happened over Christmas. So people already knew that they weren't going to be paid yeah. for, for, for at least half of December. Um, it's happening in January, which is five-week month. Yeah. So that's going to be tight. And all these people that are not millionaires, that are not senators in, in the Senate... Don't have, yeah, don't have the capital. They don't have, you know, they don't have the money to, to just chill out on... So it, I, I wonder, my question is... Has it hurt his image? And yeah, that's that's where I'm going with it. People, people are seeing. This is almost dictatory, isn't it? He's almost becoming. I don't really want to say like a dictator, but he's putting his own needs and his own opinion ahead of his own voters' welfare. Yeah. He's not willing to take the hit and say, all right, I have promised this, but I have to hold my hands up here and say I'm not willing to let nearly a million people go without money. Well, the, my question would be, if he stands for the 2020 election, which I'm not sure he will, but if he does, how well will he do? I think he will do abominably bad. Because a lot of those people who rely on government services who have voted for him, 
um, will have to have a very hard look at themselves to see if yeah. they actually want to do it again. The knock-on effect, so it's not just the direct people that he's, um, you know, putting a bad influence on, it's, it's the indirect um, uh, impact, you know, people not getting their mail or, uh, you know, fires not getting put out, etc., etc., all because of this hardball stance on a wall that probably isn't really impacting people in Colorado no. or New York, you know, places where the <laughs> Mexicans aren't coming across the border, are they? the end of the day it's texas california arizona uh, arizona yeah, new mexico etc etc no it's I, all the southern southern and mid states arizona new mexico mexico new york, i don't know um yeah i mean it's it, it's it's a messed up situation i do i do sympathize with with the with the hard working blue collared americans of course you'd be you'd be a heartless person government. not to yeah and it's it kind of shows that for him winning is more important than doing well for the country yeah, which is a very difficult. He's just treating thing. it like a fucking TV show, mate. Yeah, and in a way, his defense will be, well, guys, I've I've ran on on a campaign to put put, put this wall. That's what the people elected me for, and I'm going to do it. So, yeah. unless the people have a, another civil war against me, or they they choose to dethrone me. Um, I'm going to do Impeach. it. So, so it's actually the powers within the people to go in and march on, on the government in march droves. On Capitol Hill. Yeah, and 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 tell him that actually he's wrong. That they they don't support him on this, and that if if the government, I mean, the, you know, he he's putting a lot of the blame, and you know, as, as he would onto the Democrats, because they're the ones opposing the increase in the budget. Yeah. But at the same time. He's the president that's putting this on the docket, so yeah, it's not it's not, you know it, it's a two way system. The Democrats want to make him look as stupid as possible, and they're playing a very bad political game because people are people's lives are on the line. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, imagine if it happened here. Imagine millions of workers in the NHS, just in the NHS, not not being paid, yeah. and still having to you know how many how many patients would die as a result? Well, they. I think the conscience of people would come through and I think people would be working for free. Well, which, which I think is what's happening in the US. Yeah. But the issue is that that amount of how long has he got? It's been 22 days and people are already starting yeah. to... Well, it's not exactly got legs, has it? It's not, a, it's not a good business solution. No, no, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's... It's difficult, and, and you know, and we'll we'll comment on it as it progresses um, each week. But um, I hope I hope it ends soon. I do yeah. hope it ends soon. Yeah, thoughts thoughts go to those people. Yeah, talking of um, outspoken people. Sure. Kevin Hart. Yeah. He's had a bit of an issue lately, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's that, it's that that Twitter turning up for you know biting people on the ass again, isn't it? Yeah. So. Kevin Hart was invited to, to host the Oscars. Um, a massive thing for him, for what, what he says. It, it was all about an African-American comedian, of which there was only like five or six that have done it previously in the whole history of the Oscars. They've yeah. hosted it. And for him, it would have 
you know, it was a, it was a massive deal. And then someone trolled his Twitter um, and found a number of tweets from 2008, so 10 years ago, that he posted, um, which included the word f*** in it. Um, right. And not cigarettes for our British listeners. Um, <laughs> homosexuals. Homosexuals, yeah. It's a derogatory term for homosexuals. Yeah. And he's since has said he's not going to host them. He's apologised. Um, and he said he, he told the Oscars that he's not going to host. The Oscars still haven't found anyone to replace him, uh, from what I understand. Right. And he's gone on Ellen, who is um, um, a huge gay rights activist. Yeah. Um, and and a, and a celebrity, and you know, and he he said he apologized again. He said you know, but but he also said, look, that that was me ten years ago, when I was an immature comedian who just wanted laughs. Yeah. I'm now a different person. I'm I'm you know I'm a better person, um, and I've apologized for this, and I can't help people, who still persecute me for not apologizing the right way. Someone said that he should be an advocate for the LGBTQ community uh, to really make amends. Um, so that's just bullshit. Yeah, it is. So that, 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 that's, that's basically blackmail. Well, yes and no. You don't, I mean... you don't, mate, you don't have to be a supporter of LGBT whatever fucking other letters they want to throw into it. You don't have to be an advocate of it to apologize do you know what i mean you don't even have to necessarily agree with it to host the oscars you're allowed to be opinionated just because you're a public figure i really don't agree that he should be strong-armed into being an advocate what if he doesn't agree with it what if he doesn't agree with gender you know reorientation yeah you can you know homosexuality fine uh if you want to dress up as a woman fine but what if you don't want to agree that someone should chop their fucking dick off and have their balls ripped off and be turned into a woman? You don't have to agree with that. Well, yeah. You don't. No, you no, really, I, really don't. I agree. I agree with you. The issue is that he doesn't... He Well, he used a term which is derogatory term. And okay. But not every homosexual is going to be offended by that. Um, no. The issue is, I, th- I think a lot of it is posturing. I think a lot of it is people who are upset on behalf of other people. And we discussed yeah, this previously, yeah, about, about yeah. race. Uh, you, well, yeah, yeah. You said that you'd get offended if someone took offence for you. Yeah. Um, and I probably would as well. You know, if the, if the, the tides were turned and, and I was the mon- minority, um, I, I would be pissed off. I'd be like, mate, don't worry that he's calling me a honky. It's not a problem. <laughs> Um, and I just think you take South Park for example they fucking rip on homosexuality and and race and all sorts and they don't come out and apologise for it yeah but they they, they also weren't given a platform of 12 million people or however many people watch the Oscars I don't know Um, what just because it's live that makes all the difference I'm fairly sure more than 12 million people have watched a Episode of South Park. No, 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 I agree, I agree, but this is this is supposed to be a very woke yeah, but, community. 
Yeah, but it doesn't even matter, does it? Because he's not going to come on and say, all right, bitches, f***ing pricks, is he? That's yeah, not going to be his opening yeah, gambit. Yeah, yeah. So no, why does it matter? Well, yeah. No, I, I He's not going to come agree. out and make a load of racist jokes, is he? It's not, it's not, they're not going to get um, a notoriously racist comedian to come on and start spewing the N-word everywhere. Well... And talking about how bad Chinese drivers are. Well, interestingly, so I think it was Chris Tucker... Was it Chris Tucker? A black comedian hosted the Oscars, or, or he hosted an award previously. And he brought out some kids, and one of the Asian kids was holding a calculator. And he'll say, <laughs> oh, you know, classic. Um, and a lot of people found it funny, but a lot of people found it, interestingly, not a lot of them were Asians, found it racist. But, but like you said, interestingly, not the Asians. And it, it was, and he got slayed for it how can you do it? This is racist, blah, blah, blah. The thing that they also have to realise is they are comedians. Exactly. The whole point of comedy is to poke at obscurity and to, to prod the, the things that are going to make you react. Yeah. I mean... Ricky Gervais famously says that he will never apologise for a joke he makes. Yeah. And he you hosted know, the Golden Globes five he, times. Exactly. I mean... Four times, whatever. I, I think that you should have integrity as a comedian. I'm not saying that Kevin Hart's lost his integrity. Um, and I'm not going to say whether he's done the right or wrong thing. I probably wouldn't have apologised. I would have said, yeah, right, I used a derogatory term. Are you going to tell me off for using the N-word? Well, interestingly... What's, what's the difference? Interestingly, um, Nick Cannon, and I think we discussed this previously, but Nick Cannon brought up tweets from female white comedians, straight comedians, right, who have used the same word in their tweets. Right. And he said, well, are we just going to gloss over this? Yeah. It's a fair shout. Isn't it supposed to be, you know, all neutral? Is this just a character assassination? Or is this really someone being upset that he used a derogatory term? So... For me, I think he's also apologized for this previously. He also addressed this issue previously on previous occasions. Right. For someone to have, he tweets, I don't know, 10,000 tweets. So that's probably how much he's tweeted. For someone to find those tweets 10 years ago, mm. that points, and this is what he says, that points to someone who's not upset, but someone who wants to assassinate his character. Yeah. And I actually agree with that. I do. Um, which is partly why I'm not that much on Twitter, because things are taken out of context. And context almost doesn't matter in today's society. Yeah. You can say, oh, did you hear that guy calling someone else a f***? So it's not even you saying it, but the fact that you said it, the fact that I said it, we're going to have probably a lot of listeners who will complain to us and say that, and if you want to, yarnspinnerspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> but they will... Equally, you can uh, write your opinions down on a piece of paper, fold it into a manageable <laughs> size and stick it up your ass. <laughs> well, that's homophobic. But, um, <laughs> or vagina. Um, but, but, or penis. But I think it's... Context is a huge issue at the moment. Yeah. People are saying all sorts of things and they're not cold, cold in it or they're cold in it. And it's it's wrong either way. Um, just coming back to to the to the Trump shutdown, um, 
forget her name, but something Sanders. She's the um, the the press secretary for Trump. Yeah, yeah. And she was saying that you know three hundred thousand terrorists are caught at, at our border, crossing the border. And Fox News, of all the people, Fox News have said, well, hold on, there's only three people that have been caught crossing the Mexican border yeah, who were considered a terrorist. So where is this 300,000 coming from? Which is, oh, no, that was from airplanes and from ships, etc. So it's like, well, why are you saying 300,000 if it's not true then? Yeah. The conversation is not about borders in general the conversation is about the mexican border and the wall on the mexican border so you know so when when fox news um starts to question your integrity and starts fact checking you i think that's when you realize that you're in the wrong mate yeah um but coming back to kevin hart i think i think he's done the right thing by not by not hosting the oscars and a lot of people say oh yeah but then the trolls win well you know what but at least he's got his own reasons to do it. He's not doing it out of pressure. He's doing it because he chose not to do it. And and a lot of it, you know, the 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 Oscars, the the people behind the Oscars have to take a lot of the flack for this because they are the ones that essentially made him apologize again on an issue that he's apologized before. Yeah. And and once he's done it, I think he made a decision. If that happened to me, I would have said, you know what, I'm right. Thanks. I'm alright hosting the Oscars. Yes, it's it's a great thing. It's a great honor, but I actually don't want to do it because it will take away from the occasion. Um, there'll be a lot of people who'll be against it. What's the point? You know, pu- there's no such thing as bad publicity. But at the same time, I don't want to do it for the people that have worked their ass off over the last year to make amazing art. Yeah, and it all be you know the the headlines being homophobic. Heart didn't look correctly at someone who's gay or didn't say something yeah. which was profoundly pro um, gay agenda or whatever um, yeah I, I think I think he's doing the right thing and I, I actually I, I would have done the same thing yeah it, it's an issue this this whole thing of of character assassination is a huge issue that people will always no one is perfect so you know, where was this character assassination when Hillary Clinton was running for the presidency? You know, that didn't happen. Where was this character assassination when, you know, other people who are famous are doing good things, but yeah. are not supported by a part of society? I, I just don't agree with it. I just don't think we're ever going to stop people from being so fucking sensitive. No, I don't think we are. I don't think we are. But you know, it's. Um, I wonder if this is a. Do you think this is a fad, or do you think it's? Or do you think it will blow over? Do you, or do you think it's no, here to stay? I I, I I see it staying, and I see it probably growing, just just because of social media and being able to find like-minded people who are just as offended. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's only going to be a matter of time before people say that my dogs are wagging their tail out of synchronisation and that offends people because in Morse code it's spelled I hate f***. Whoa. And so that's where it's going to come to, isn't it? People are just going to read into fucking everything and anything. They could They could paraphrase any one of these quotes that we say here. Yeah. They could just, they could, they could cut the snippet right now by me saying, God hates f***. 
yeah. and take it completely out of context and blow it all out of proportion and basically assassinate my character. Yeah, which I'm sure they um, will. I'm um, sure they will, and they're welcome to, because, you know... Jan Spinner's, I, uh, was it, uh, podcast, Jan podcast Jan? yourasshole.com. Podcast um, Yarn on Twitter. Yeah, you know, do it. If you're offended, fine, be offended, but I'm not going to apologise for it, because you're taking it out of context, or you're being too fucking sensitive. I've not said anything offensive. I, th- so. I, th- I think this is, this is the main distinction to make, and I think you, you've just done it, is that if there's motive to insult, then they should apologize. Yes. But if there is no motive to insult, why are you apologizing? Yeah. This, this is my huge, this is my issue, like you said. Within what you said, including the word for you did not, your motive wasn't to insult someone. No. And yet, you can still be done for it by the wider society. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's wrong that it's in our lexicon, to be honest with you, uh, that we would use it liberally in a, in a comedic manner. But because we wouldn't, you know, we don't even say the N-word. No. Like we call it the N-word, and yet we would liberally say something is the F-word. Yeah. So, but it's more applicable, isn't it? Because homosexuality transcends race and gender does so, it yes in what sense i think i think well, you're digging a hole here do you want to stop or? Well, no my sense <laughs> is that you can be black and homosexual white and homosexual yeah so your sexuality transcends your 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 race yeah so it's probably more offensive to use the n-word as a term because of its connotations it's not a universal word that can be applied to anyone, is it? No. I mean, the, the issue that I have with it is that people are being abused by, by that word. And therefore, you know, the, the number of suicides and number of people that don't feel comfortable with coming out, etc. I sympathise with that. Of course. The issue is that when you use it in a context that doesn't, where there's no motivation to assassinate someone's character or to slander someone. Yeah. That that's that's when it becomes for me problematic because, and I I know that I know that the word itself has a lot of history, negative history behind it because it's and sad history behind it because a lot of people commit suicide, um, and are depressed because people don't accept them. Yeah. But it's when it's taken out of context, it it. It's sort of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go up to my friends who are gay and say, oh, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> F word, F word, F word, Jim. <laughs> you know? Sure. But if I was gay and someone called me a f- I would be more offended if they called me a cunt. Well, I'm not sure if, we can if, say If that. someone said, oh, I'm, I'm not sure we can you, say you that. fucking f- I'd be like, oh. Careful, mate. I'm bigger than you. I won't just beat you up. Yeah, I'll bum you as well. But this is it. This is it. I'm not sure we can say that because we're not. It's the same as, you know, I can say, I can, I can say that I'm not offended when someone calls me a Chinese bastard or a chink. Because <laughs> you're only because you're just a bastard. You're not or even a gook Chinese or whatever. Exactly. I'm like, all right. 
but th then that's just me. Some people are way more sensitive about it, and they of get really they offended are. about it. I'm only it. talking from my own standpoint. I don't exactly. speak for anyone. But other at the than same myself. time, but at the same time, we can't say that if we were gay, we wouldn't be offended, or if we were black, we wouldn't be offended by the N word because. No, I, no, I agree. We, we can it's sympathize. A, it's a, it's and, a flippant and, thing to say. And, and, uh, but, but I agree with you that we can sympathize. Just because we're not gay, we can still sympathize with the fact that if someone insults us um, and means to insult us, we, you know, it is offensive and we wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah. But does this border onto what we were talking about the other day when um, you know, someone takes offense for you? Would you take offense for your friend if someone came up and called him a, a f it depends how he feels. Yeah, it's contextual, isn't it? It is. It's completely con If someone shouts at his face and he's visibly Crying. hurt by it, yeah, or she's visibly hurt by it, yeah. I'm I not going to get offended by it, but I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah, exactly. It that, won't offend me, thing. but it's, it's going to fuck me off. That's the thing. And I would be like, mate, do you want to fucking step away? Yeah. Step away now, yeah, before I slew you. <laughs> um, that, that means kill you. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it it's a tricky situation. It's, it's a tricky situation because it's it's the same as Chrissy, who was on our podcast, said that she would hate for a guy to step in to to protect yeah. her. Yeah, I would feel compelled to protect any of my friends, no matter how they're being. But at the same time, if you know, if someone who we both know or who they know came up and said, "Yo, what up, N word, Jim?" or "What up, F word, Jim?" I'd be what like. I would be like, you know what? Okay. It's their thing. Fair it's enough. their thing. If he's okay with yeah. it, I'm okay with it. Exactly. It's, the, but it's I wouldn't, like we said. It's contextual, isn't it? Exactly. I wouldn't assume automatically that they shouldn't say that word. Yeah. Um, because, it, you know, we, we call each other cunt all the time. <laughs> Some people would take offense to that and think, we, oh, We've written it into our wedding vows. You shouldn't, you shouldn't say that. I'd be like, well... He is a cunt. Don't tell me what to say. Um, but there are ways of not being a dick either. Yeah, We yeah. can be sensitive to the situation, which we are, well, to be fair. you know, a lot of hot topics Absolutely. that we've just discussed. And, and if you are offended or if you're not or if you have an opinion, you know, that's relatable, don't, don't come to me and say, oh, my opinion is that the earth's flat because you're a fucking idiot and I don't want to hear from you. Did you hear the um, latest one? That they think that the space is a hoax. <laughs> Go on. So, it's so out there that the flat earthers have abandoned them. Right. But there are people who think that space travel and space in general is all a hoax. So, so basically, we just have teams of people holding a really big fucking blanket with stars painted on them. Well, they think that we've never actually been to space. Right, we're in it now. There's no such thing as uh, satellites in space. Okay. Uh, Look out the sky at night, you'll see one fly past. Sure. Space travel isn't real. Is. Etc, etc, etc. Anyway, um, talk of Kevin Hart. Um, he's in a film which originally in French was called The Untouchables. I think in English it's called something else, but um, fine. Um... And it's about a disabled man. I think it's based on a true story. And it's about a disabled man. It's called The Upside. And it's about a disabled man who's played by an abled actor. Okay. Now, the disabled actor, the, the, the abled actor who's playing a disabled man 
is um, Brian Cranston, who was of the uh, Breaking Bad fame. Yes. He was Heisenberg. Yes. And he caught a lot of flack for playing, for being an abled actor playing a disabled actor, and he's taking jobs away from abled actors. Disabled actors, sorry. Right. Now, just to contrast this, um, a number of actors, Scarlett Johansson including, have come out and said that they will not play um, homosexual roles because they're not homosexuals. Right. Bearing in mind that Scarlett Johansson played an Asian woman in... Um, Ghost, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. So that's... Right. She's not really being very, very um, true to herself there. But either way, um, what are your thoughts on abled actors playing disabled roles and should they? I think it's fine. It's called acting. Yeah. You're, you're pretending to be someone else. Yes. So why can't that be a disability? Well, okay, fine. So um, let's take... Let's have a think here now. Let's take any film that has been based on um, reality. So... Um, Sully. Good fe- Goodfellas. No, no, no. I'm going to go okay. for Goodfellas. Okay. So lots of gangsters in that film. Um, none of them actually are gangsters. Shouldn't play the part then. Yeah. Great film. Great film would never have been made. They're murderers and drug dealers, robbers. Is it? I have an issue with this one because it's like okay. Yeah, but they're some of the, the best principle roles. Is the same. Some of the saying, best the roles. There. Absolutely, absolutely. Some of the best roles were played by people who are not necessarily who who are not the same as the character that they're playing. So, sure. give you an example. Tom Hanks wasn't riddled with AIDS when he played in Philadelphia. No. Um, he didn't have learning disabilities in Forrest Gump. He didn't have, exactly. Um, he never fought in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Daniel th- Day-Lewis wasn't disabled when he played in My, My Left Foot. Foot. Yeah, he wasn't Lincoln. He, he wasn't even American when he played uh, <laughs> Lincoln. Um, yeah. He wa- he wasn't three hundred years old when he played Lincoln, so <laughs> or a U.S. president. I mean, it's kind of. And I know that we're making a mockery of this, but f- for the reason that it is stupid, um, you don't have to. Be, it's acting. You're supposed yeah. to play a role, which yeah. isn't necessarily you. If that was the case, if if you had to play a role which is you, there would be no films. There'd yeah. be no Iron Man because because <laughs> you're not a billionaire playboy exist. philanthropist genius that doesn't who, exist. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't exist. Well, no Thanos. Yeah. No uh, Captain America. Aliens, Basically, no Marvel. Predator. Are you actually Captain America? Oh, you're not. Get out of my casting studio. Exactly. Can you lift a car with your bare hands? No. Then leave. Sorry, um, I thought you were trying out to become the Incredible Hulk, and so far you haven't turned into a giant green rage machine. So, so if you can't, then just be honest, and we will cancel this you know, appointment. The thing for it, me is, does it, does it raise awareness, right? Yes. You don't have to be, like, when, when Philadelphia came out and when Dollars... Um, uh, uh, what was it called? Um, Bias Club, is it? 
uh, Dallas Buyers Club came out. And Matthew McConaughey was playing um, a, an, an AIDS patient who was smuggling... I think that's based on a true story. Who was smuggling drugs which weren't um, either available or were too expensive. Um, I think from Mexico over the border to, to the US. And he was right. providing potentially life-saving drugs to other yeah. AIDS patients. Right. It, it raises awareness because it was such a fucking good film. And people understand that AIDS medicine needs to be more... <coughs> needs to be more accessible to people and priced in a way that it is accessible to people who are, who are suffering from AIDS. Mm-hmm. I got that from a film. I didn't sit there thinking, well, first of all, Matthew McConaughey isn't, isn't a gay, isn't gay who's protecting a gay man. And secondly, he's also not ill with AIDS. So, pff, fucking discard that. Yeah. What's the point? Bin. Next. Don't, don't like Take it that. back to Blockbuster. Yeah. It's like, well, wait a sec. If you're, if you're not lesbian, but you're playing a lesbian couple who are going through strife, I can still sympathise with the fact that, with the fact that you're not lesbian, fine, but you're playing a character who is and who who went through some difficult issues, and those issues shouldn't be repeated. People that played the part of um, Holocaust victims in uh, Schindler's List yeah. don't necessarily have to be Holocaust victims. Or the boy in the striped pajamas. Exactly. Although I like the fact that um, you know, in the end of um, Schindler's List. I think a lot of the Holocaust survivors uh, went to to the grave of um, of Schindler, yeah. Which I thought was uh, was a nice, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I can sort of understand, but the fact that um, who's the guy that played Schindler, also in Taken? I can't remember. He's Irish. He's not German. Sure. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. Probably wasn't even alive during the Second World War. So, yeah. are you saying that he shouldn't play like? It's just, it boggles my mind how celebrities are forced to posture themselves into a position where they have to come out and say publicly that they won't play a certain type of role because they are not gay, disabled, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you're disabled, if, if there's a disabled role going, you should be able to as a disabled person, apply to play that role. But if you don't, you shouldn't be against someone else having that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think you've you've really hit the nail on the head. And I just don't think that that mentality is applicable. He's not ridiculing or make an example out of anyone who suffers from any of the things that are being portrayed in the acting job. This is it. You know, the whole point of the actor is that he is, or he or she is, is capable of portraying that person. Yes. Eddie Redmayne wasn't Stephen fucking Hawking. Yeah. He wasn't, he didn't have uh, muscular... Dystrophy. Dystrophy. Uh, He wasn't a woman in The Danish Girl. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But he was able to play it. I mean, all right, you want to go that far. Benedict Cumberbatch isn't a fucking dragon and shouldn't have played Smaug in The Hobbit. I think I think it's it's, it's different if gay, disabled and and um, you know, Jewish actors are being 
are not being allowed yeah. to play those yeah. those roles. That of would be course. very different. But of if <clears throat> but if someone like if someone applies to play the role and they are shit and they go through all the all the acting tryouts or whatever they're called. Yeah. And then Scarlett Johansson rocks up and she nails blows it. everyone. Yeah, exactly. Just absolutely nails playing an Asian woman. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you are the best Asian hologram I have ever fucking seen. I don't care. Um, and to all the people that do care, it's like, well, hold on. So let's take Dollars Buyers Club, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. If gay people have applied to play that job and they were better than Matthew McConaughey and he was still chosen, fair enough. There's yeah. something fishy there. Yeah. But if people didn't apply who were gay to play that job and he got it because he was good, he was the best of, of that, yeah. why it's, not? It's, in, it's entirely translatable to what we were talking about with men and women having equal job opportunities. Yeah. If, if a man and a woman go for a, a CEO's job in a multi-billion dollar company and the man has a better resume and he gets the job, that's not discriminatory. No. Or if the woman gets the job over the man, it's not discriminatory. No. You're going to choose the best person, not look at a policy and say, oh, we have to hire more of X, Y, and Z. So unfortunately, we're going to have to let the best candidate go to our rivals um, and slip behind. It's a quality of opportunity versus a quality of outcome. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's just so nonsensical. But equally, if, if you've got someone like Tom Hanks playing someone who's LGBTQ, surely that is a good thing for you to be having. Do you know what I mean? Someone of that standing saying, actually, you know what, I'm not LGBT, but I can appreciate it and I, I really feel the struggle and I am going to use the best of my acting abilities to hopefully portray something amazing for you and, and raise people's awareness because they're going to watch it because of who I am and they know how good of an actor I am. Yeah, yeah. I was never really on that island and Wilson never existed, but you fucking loved it. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a recently a film about um, a young guy, kid, coming out. He's gay and then he comes out or he, he doesn't come out, but it's, it's about the struggles of being young and gay. And the main act, the lead actor in it, who's portraying the gay uh, kid, isn't gay. Um, but there were the, the, there's videos on YouTube of them reacting to that film, and they say, "Oh my God, that was so beautifully done! It really captures the the struggle of being gay and being young and not being able to fit in." And you realize that you know you suddenly this realization when you're in your teens that you're attracted to people who are not traditionally associated with the opposite of your sex, etc., etc., And it's kind of like, that is exactly what that film's supposed to do. Yeah. It is supposed to capture the struggle of being young, being gay, coming to terms with your identity, coming out to your friends, to your family, whatever the case may be. And showing to the world that actually, yes, it's fine. I would actually salute if someone, when someone like Tom Hanks 
played a gay guy in Philadelphia who got AIDS. Yeah. Because as you said, it gives such a huge platform to people who say, I'm not gay, but I'm comfortable playing a gay guy on, on screen. It yeah. being an international phenomenon film. And also l- putting a light on a struggle that exists. It's real. Yeah. Exactly, and it highlights it. Yeah, and he... You, you, know, you look at um, Blood Diamond with um, Leonardo Di- DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that really emphasised the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio is not South African. Yeah. I mean, no, no, sorry, what it did was um, raise the issue of blood diamonds. Yes. Because no one gave a fuck that he wasn't South African. Yeah. I mean, his accent was awful, but I didn't watch it for the purity of his accent. I watched it because yeah. it raised a really important I, issue of I didn't, yeah, child yeah, exactly. mining... I didn't um, watch struggles. it for the authenticity of the part. Yeah. Right. I liked him in it, actually. I thought he was good. I like DiCaprio. I think he's a very good actor. Yeah. And it gave credibility and weight to the issue. Exactly. And when someone like that points a finger at something as bad as Blood Diamonds, yeah. or someone like Tom Hanks pointing the finger at something like the struggle of being a gay guy in the 80s, yeah. Dying of AIDS and being shunned by society, and you know, everyone it would thinking. It would just be really interesting. Sorry to cut you off. It would be interesting to see what society's take on it would be now if we were to remove capable people of portraying those. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't yeah. say that yeah. there's no political influence in these films. Yeah. As a result of how successful the film is because of the acting. You know? If a film becomes popular and it has a message because of an actor, then more and more people will get influenced in it. In one way or another, politics will get influenced by it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, I think overall, it's a stupid idea that actors can't play roles. And actually, if they play roles so brilliantly that they get recognition for it from all communities, no matter what you are, it doesn't mean that. It just means that they should play them. It of should course. be that, you know. Obviously, it'll be very difficult for someone to play. You know, I wouldn't want um, Black Panther to be played by white actors to shine <laughs> a light on black struggle and political yeah, discourse. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Because it's a predominantly African American, well, Af- you know, African, yeah, it's it's supposed to be an African nation and blah blah yeah. and etc. etc. Yeah. Et so, I get that. Have some fucking ginger white man, yeah, being the, the Black Panther, right? Exactly, you? exactly, being you know, a king of an African country. Yeah, where did you get that pigment from, by the way? Don't worry about it. Oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm albino. I am actually black. Yeah, I think, I think it's 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 shameful for. It's shameful of, of, of people to to say that Brian Cranston shouldn't play a disabled actor, a disabled character. Well, if anything, it's discriminatory. It is. It's hugely discriminatory. Why shouldn't a uh, able-bodied person be able to portray a uh, you know differently abled person within his rights? Equally, as long as there's equality of opportunity, as long as someone who is disabled was approached, etc., yeah. etc., yeah. et and they were given the benefit of course reading for the part and you know not being as good as brian cranston which i can't imagine is easy no um 
he's a fucking good actor. <laughs> um, I mean, let's face it, you know, it's not like people aren't given a chance. What, what's it? What's, um, well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they're what, not. What's the, um, I don't really know what the politically correct term is, but what's the, the small person out of um, uh, Game of Thrones called? I think it's Dwarf, isn't it? Yeah. What, what's, he, what's his name? He oh, plays uh, Tyrion Lannister, yeah. and he's also a dwarven giant in in um, the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a dwarf, but you know he he got he got you know casted to be a giant. So you know, perfectly equal opportunity. That that role should have gone to a giant. Yeah, actually, honest. that's a good point. If you if you um... If you if you turn it on its head, that's that's an interesting one. That should have been a giant, really. That should have been a fifteen foot man with metal hands playing that part. Peter Drinklage. There you go. The that's it. Dink, Dinklage, isn't it? Is it Dinklage? Yes, it is Dinklage. Um, By the way. Yeah. Excellent actor. Hugely amazing. Excellent actor. In, in Game of he Thrones, was, he was fucking unbelievable. He was fucking phenomenal in Game of Thrones. I'm not a massive fan of um, book to TV, but I watched all of Game of Thrones and he was fucking phenomenal in it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's... I think what people should take away from this podcast is that we're not homophobic or racist or sizist or whatever or discriminatory in in any sense it's a matter of common sense it's, it's it's common sense and context it is it is so if you want to unfold your opinion from that piece of paper that you shoved up your ass a minute ago and think actually I'm a dick for writing it then just pop it in the waste waste basket yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how can they um Reach us if they have any issues with our podcast, though. All the standard channels. So email, yarnspinnerspodcast at gmail.com, Twitter. Do we have a Twitter? Um, we do have Twitter. Oh, what is it called? What's our, it what's is, our name? Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Podcast Yarn. Podcast Yarn, there it is. And Facebook um, at yarnspinners1. Uh... I think that's it, isn't it? That's 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 all the ways they can reach us for now. Um, I think you can find us on Patreon if you've really enjoyed this, so we can upgrade our kit and bring you <laughs> even better shows. Yeah, yeah, and obviously you know you, you can you can catch all of our episodes on 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 the iTunes on, on iTunes Apple and Apple Anchor. Podcast and Google Podcast as well. We're on that. So no, it's been it's been another great sesh, and. Uh, See you soon, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Peace out. Peace.